De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today, we're going to talk about the end of the lead-centered go-to-market paradigm. Joining us is Don Opvos, who is the VP of Revenue Operations at Lean Data, which provides modern revenue orchestration for today's growth leaders. And today, Don and I are going to discuss, is the MQL dead? Okay, here's my conversation with Don Opvos, the VP of Revenue Operations at Lean Data. Don, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, thank you, Doug. Good to be back. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been a minute, as they say, Don. You and I are old enough that we don't say that, but I just thought I'd sound cool and say it's been a minute. Cool topic for us, because I, I think, Don, we we are of one mind on this topic, and uh, folks should know, obviously, based on the name of the company that Don works for, we work together. Don actually sits pretty close to me in the office. I have a window seat. Don doesn't. Sorry, Don. Closer to the window, closer out the door. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> What's the average tenure of a CMO is what you're going to say next, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so the reason I think it's a favorite topic for both of us is that well before I joined Lean Data, you had already you already recognized that the MQL was dead and you transitioned our inbound motions, if you will, to be more centered on the efficacy of that signal, in this case, the lead for the sales organization. So we've abandoned MQL for a while, but I want to dig in and talk about this. So I have to say, as we know, the vast majority of our customer base is still very much lead centered. And of course, you know, our value prop overall really just depends on helping companies do a better job processing those leads. I'm oversimplifying what we do to be sure. But I think you and I have both felt like for a really long time, this idea of the lead centered go to market model has really been pretty flawed. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if everyone has really moved to that ABX, that account based execution, and, and I think the MQL doesn't fit well within that. Because if you're going to take the extreme of the account-based model, well, then you don't want MQLs, you want MQAs, right? I want, I want marketing qualified accounts that I can then give to my your sales developers and your, your, your SDRs to then go out, prospect to the right people, the personas, you know, take that account-based motion and do that outbound prospecting against that qualified account. Now, if you get people to come in, that's fantastic, but that's, that should flow from the account-based model. Right. And that's a positive way to kind of describe why the transition is happening. I mean, there's the pull force, right? Organizations, especially organizations that sell to larger organizations, lead-based solutions don't work. And so there's been this big shift, we all know, from lead-based to account-based, which requires this whole different set of thinking about and evaluating whether or not you're succeeding in getting traction in an account, right? But I think we have to go back and understand, before we dive into that piece, Don, I think we have to understand really why organizations were so focused on leads for so long, right? And this is when we, I'm going to say this collectively, discovered inbound, 
right? This is when we figured, oh my gosh, we have this thing. It's crazy. It's called the internet. We started understanding PPC and SEO, and we realized that we could scale revenue more quickly if we had a really good inbound model. Lots of great content, clever, well-placed digital ads lead to interest over time as your brand grows. Guess what? You get people showing up because they know you. They show up on your website. And my gosh, how do they show up? They show up as form completion, which equals a lead. And by the way, the faster and the better you ingest that, right? The more likely you're going to generate revenue, right? So this this created the thing we deal with today. And again, majority of our customer base is leaning into this model for obvious reasons, because guess what? They don't have an alternative. So we understand where the origins are and we can thunder on, Don, I'm certainly right now thundering on about how you have to transition. We also have to recognize, in my opinion, that the marketing qualified lead also creates another challenge, which is it presupposes that the value that marketing creates gets zeroed into this contact that matches what the sales team needs from a technographic and a firmographic level. And we go, hey, sales, here you go. Here's John Smith. He's from the right company. He's got the right products in the background. Got the right title. Right title. Our job is done. Congratulations to us and sales. Here you go. Yeah, well, I feel I feel like when that happens, you know, I think the next motion is there are still other people at that company, right? If you take that account-based play, there are still other personas that you're probably going to want to market to with your message that's focused on that persona, right? And if there is a, a conversion that occurs, you know, and this really gets off the MQL discussion, but, you know, you're probably going to market to people at that company differently if you know that there is already an open opportunity. Right. And we lose that when you're focused on a lead. You tend to lose that. Yeah. If you're just focused on leads, it's like lead, 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 lead. Whether that is an open current customer, whether that's there's an open opportunity, you know, whether there's five of them at the same company, you know, you don't care. It's an MQL. An MQL is an MQL is an MQL. I think, Don, we've completely eviscerated the MQL. So great episode. Thanks for joining me today. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm also wanting to do here is to, to put a light on this for folks that are listening in today to understand it is not bad if you're tracking MQLs. We're not saying that you don't need to ingest a signal and be able to qualify that signal. That's correct. It's a point in time in the lead life cycle, right? If you have a criteria of what causes something to be an MQL, great. It's probably something in the lead funnel that's a, that you can timestamp. Like, when did it become an MQL? Here's the date. Okay, great. And move, then you move on, and then you can go back and report on it. Like, how many MQLs did I get in, in said time frame? You know, what was the MQL cohort of when a deal was created, an opportunity was closed? Like, it, it becomes something in your reporting and analysis more than something that you might you know, focus on from a demand gen perspective. Right. So it's a signal. It's one of many potential signals that marketing has ingested and said, look, we think we've got a match and we think there's a potential opportunity to move forward sales. Here you go. Right. But what that does for us is that creates a situation where sales get something from marketing. And this is why we're saying the MQL is dead or dying, folks. It's creating a misalignment situation with sales because they're asking for early deals right? They want the beginning of a deal handed over. Yeah. They want that MQL to be someone that's going to sign a check tomorrow. (laughs) Right. So, but based on these minimum criteria, Don, we say, look, this is marketing qualified, but we're not evaluating for deal velocity and which, you know, packed in there, you've got timing of the deal. Yeah. 
there's all kinds of other there's other criteria that's probably tied to the account that could affect what happens to that lead. Okay, good. I think we're firmly on the same page. So we've got a lot of people listening in that are going, great. So what you're saying is I'm doing it all wrong. No, no. I, like I said, we, like we still want MQLs. You still want to know that you still want to have criteria around it. You still want to be able to report on it. But I think, again, like the more interesting thing to go after is that if you're doing that account-based model is to look at, you know, how do we get account to, you know, light up and qualify? Like we have all these tools that are out there now that can tell you, you know, from, from dark signals, you know, Hey, you know, you got 30 people at this account that are searching on, you know, the, this particular topic or your company name or your competitor's name, you know, I think that is now more interesting than an MQL, right? Because now, now I can, you know, from a Relos perspective, I can, or even a demand gen perspective, we can take those accounts and deliver them to a sales development team and say, look, we know, even if these people aren't coming in as MQLs, like we have zero MQLs from this company, but we know that there are people there that are doing things that would make them be receptive to you if you were to outbound prospect to them. And it, I think it opens up the aperture for your outbound sales development team to then be able to say, aha, okay, I'm going to take this company. You say there's 30 people there. I'm going to go to LinkedIn. I'm going to, I'm going to take my, you know, whatever enrichment tool and search for names. And I'm going to put together my, you know, my sequences and my cadences and my sales engagement platform. I'm going to craft my messaging, tailor it to my persona, and I'm going to send it off its way and take that account-based approach. Because I think that the theory is that that, approach is what's going to yield you more meetings as an SDR and more close one deals as an AE. Don, I completely agree. And the folks that would, I think, claim to first declare the death of the MQL, which is serious decisions, which was acquired by Forrester. But uh, folks over there like Vicki Brown and Terry Flaherty have been banging on the drum for a long time. And the reason they've been doing that is to say, guys, you're pouring a lot of resources into the wrong thing, right? Yes, it's important. And it's not as it's, it's important, but it's not as important as perhaps other things, right? You don't want it to go away, but you might want to tune down your spend. Yeah, or you might want to not declare victory simply because you've got a qualified lead that's come through the door, right? It's, it's a bigger picture, right? So what they would also tell you, which is interesting, and I would say that will surprise people is, you know, you think alternatively, like, of course, account-based, which you're mentioning, Don, account-based. Well, if that's the force that's driving this change. And what the folks at Forrester would tell you is actually, no, they don't believe account-based models are the thing of the future. They would actually pause it and say, no, we think account-based is actually a cul-de-sac on the way towards greater revenue efficiency. And what they're saying there is, look, just because you've changed the metric, right? Just because you've changed the core metric that you're applying your methodology against doesn't necessarily mean you've solved for the problem. What they would come back and say is, got to think about it from a demand unit standpoint, Right. I don't necessarily agree with Forrester on the front. I will tell you, Don, I do think account-based is here to stay because I think what it does is it causes sales and marketing organizations, firstly, to get together. Oh, yeah. Right? It causes them to think in terms of how can we engage with an account, not a person, right? And these are positive things. Like the thing I was going to mention there, the thing that I see that happens that you don't see happening before with an account-based motion, that partnership between sales and marketing, like one benefit for marketing is that you have now a sales development team that is going to find names, 
right? They're the ones that are like, I need to take this account bait motion. I need to do this outbound prospecting. I need to go find names. Well, now I'm not relying, now marketing doesn't have to be the, the go-to for names, right? Like if, and then, but marketing benefits from every name that comes into the system, right? So if you have a, a sales development team that's farming those names that then now fill your, you know, your marketing automation platform, you now have a bevy of names to be able to market to. And then, you know, run on your merry way, you know, if they're not successful in engaging with that account in that account-based motion. I think it's a good point, Don. I think it also begins to help sales organizations understand why marketing tends to be focused on what we'll call the top of the funnel, right? So it's how do I create the likelihood that that account will know who the heck we are before we reach out to that account? And you will see this happen. Guys, we're, by the way, I don't know if you know this, folks, we're at the beginning of a recession. If I'm the first person to tell you that, I'm so sad about the depressing news that you're getting. But one of the first things that happens during the beginning of recession, what happens, Don? We cut the top of the funnel. We cut off spending on the top of the funnel, right? And then marketing furiously chases to the bottom of the funnel. But by cutting off activity at the top of the funnel, what happens? They actually pinch the bottom of the funnel. What are they chasing the bottom of the funnel? The MQL. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, sales is already saying that's not helping me. So you get into these vicious cycles. So I, I think it's another thing I'd point to here is that whether or not we agree with Forrester, the focus on accounts really does help organizations understand the totality of the benefit of marketing. And it creates a likelihood that you're handing off something that is useful to sales, which is an engaged account. Yeah. So and I think the other thing I'd throw in here, Don, is that Forrester would also argue that we're focused on the wrong thing with accounts. Again, just telling you how Terry and Vicky and others would speak to this and what they'd effectively say is it's the demand unit, right? So within an account, like, so think about it. We, and here's their argument in one quick sentence. We can't go from focusing on a contact or a lead and then suddenly say we've solved all problems by focusing on account. By the way, if the account is IBM or say Accenture, which has 220,000 employees, you've just simply said, I'm going to focus on this thing that's even more unachievable <laughs> to ingest. So what they're saying is, hey, talk about demand units. Those are buying groups. that are Those are people that are for the purposes of solving a problem, right? That's what those people are meant to do, right? So they're saying we're focused on the wrong. Guys, don't go from the micro to the macro and lose the understanding of what you're trying to get to, which is how do you deal with that demand unit? Because you, because I guess what you, what you're saying there then is, larger companies have multiple demand units. Smaller companies have maybe one demand unit, depending on what your product is. So you knew about this well beforehand, right? Before I arrived. And I had concluded this and was so happy to see you'd made the change before I arrived at Lean Data. So for those folks that are out there going, if they haven't you know, shut down the podcast at this point or they're not shaking their fist at us and they've realized, hey, I, I kind of agree. What's that first step that folks can take to start divorcing yourself from this idea of an MQL? What did you do before I arrived at Lean Data? Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, like, I mean, we didn't get rid of it right away, right? We started to look at it as a data point in the journey. So rather than focusing on the number of MQLs, we looked at it as, you know, how many MQLs did we have within a certain time frame, And then we created kind of a funnel that said, okay, you know, something, you know, exists in the database as a lead. That's not an MQL. Somebody does something that causes them to become an MQL. Great. 
And then sales says, yes, this is a lead. I'm going to work it. We call that a sales accepted lead. And we would stamp a date with that. And then we said, once somebody became associated to an opportunity, we looked at that as a data point. So every contact in our database started having these timestamps on when someone traveled through that funnel. And that MQL, rather than focusing on that, it became like a data point of, of when they transcrossed that space and time in the funnel. And we started moving more towards, you know, I think the th- first thing we really started looking at more and that where sales got involved was how many meetings are we actually getting from these leads, right? And that's really where demand gen and, and sales started to work a lot closer together in driving meetings rather than, you know, driving MQLs. Because again, you know, the, the other thing that happens with MQLs is that you, you find that sales and marketing don't agree, right? Like, well, this is an MQL. No, it's not. It doesn't have this. It's not that, right? Whereas a meeting is pretty solid as to, you know, is it a meeting or not? You know, this is, it's pretty hard to argue, you know, where you can argue whether something's an MQL or not. It's really hard to argue whether someone had a meeting with somebody or not. And then you start looking at meetings closer. Like, was it a quality meeting? Yes or no. Why? And, dri- and then driving into that metric. That's really kind of the path that we went down when I joined Lean Data. Right. So it's saying the most valuable thing we can do is to have a meeting with a demand unit, right? A member of a demand unit. Exactly. And the way to get there is to say, what are the activities that are the best indicators of success for generating a meeting? Let's focus on those. So we're still inbound, still have a lot of inbound going on, folks. So we really pretty much said that we're going to value certain types of signals above others. And we're going to create priorities based on that strength of signal, if you will. And we decided that based on the likelihood that a particular signal, so let's just say it, Don, somebody requested demo. That's an incredibly strong signal. And our correlation between demo requests and meetings happening was incredibly high. So we said, don't care if it's an MQL, guys. That's a high indicator. In other words, a strong signal. We enrich it. They go look at what the intent levels associated with that. And guess what? It turned out to be a meeting. Okay, well, Don, I have to tell you, if you were listening in and you felt depressed, don't feel depressed. You're really not that far away from making those tweaks. Don, I really appreciate your spending some time with me today. You bet. All right, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Don Otfos, VP of RevOps at Lean Data, for joining us today in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Don and I are going to dig in and discuss what is the B2B revenue waterfall. If you can't wait until our next episode and like to learn more about Don, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit our company website at leandata.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is market advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button, your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay. That's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.